We want to say thank you to our sponsors, Watchman Cigars, 1812 Barbecue, Blue Collar Cycle Shop, Hookline and Heroes, and our sponsor, Words of Hope. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Words of Hope. If you're like us, it's hard to get some time in the Word, and that's where Words of Hope comes into play. Words of Hope is a daily devotional podcast, and it brings a few minutes of comfort and hope into your day. Each episode includes a passage of scripture, a thoughtful reflection, and an all, an all and an <laughs> and a word of encouragement, as well as a prayer. Oh, goodness gracious! Sounds like I need a prayer tonight. And at only five minutes long, you can listen anywhere and anytime. Words of Hope is available wherever you get your podcasts, and I've been doing it uh, as well. We're working on wisdom right now, so it's been helpful, uh, encouraging, and uh, inspiring. So we want to say thank you to our friends, Words of Hope. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's our take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, while you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from our Blue Collar Cycle studios right here in beautiful Concord, North Carolina. We've got a great show lined up for you, as always. But before we begin, let me introduce you to our starting lineup running on the field. It is our videographer, Manning the Chat. Uh, Magic Man. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Uh, running the control deck, it is our producer, Brian. Hey, guys. And I, of course, be your host, Biggin. And how about you? And across the way sits the pride of Anderson, South Carolina. Most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue one. 2016's honorable mention, Motorcycle Salesman of the Year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll, Give it up on old mic number one. It's Mojo! I'm not entirely sure who decided to uh, uh, bring up the Pharaoh and do a duel with him, but would y'all please stop the duel with the Pharaoh? Because I think we're on, like, what, number four of all the... Or the plagues? The uh, tests. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now we're, now we're in the midst of flooding. Y'all, you should have been I doing was... your words of hope and doing your quiet time. I'm telling you. Telling you that that Popeye's chicken sandwich got us messed up. <laughs> Appreciate you guys tuning in once again to the podcast. Uh, you can reach us on our Facebook page, Southern Fry Philosophy. You can also check out our website at southernfryphilosophy.com. We do have our playable links there. Uh, Producer Brian does a great job doing show notes, links, um, et cetera, et cetera. It has our bios in there. Um, you can also connect with us on the Twitters and Instagram at SFP Radio. Also, our Patreon link at patreon.com forward slash SFP radio, and also our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash SFP radio. And I'm sure uh, there's many other ways to contact us if you especially get angry at me. You can email me directly also. But we appreciate you guys. Yeah, talking. if you want to also help support the show, check out our link at Patreon, uh, pa- patreon.com forward slash SFP radio. You can uh, join in either a life, liberty, or gravy level. You can get some cool swag like hats and bumper stickers and uh, T-shirts and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, or if you just want to give uh, just for fun, that's great as well. And you get some extra content as well. So we appreciate you guys 
joining and helping in with Patreon. Uh, I'm going to ask you guys like I ask you every week. Oh, let me back up. Let me go through our, our checklist. Uh, we want to say, uh, pretty, um, yeah, I'm having a, a tough day today. Mojo, you talked about uh, the YouTube subscribers. Producer Brian, we've got, I saw an additional one. I think we're at 24 now. We're at 24? Okay. Uh, there was, so we we're, need, we're at 23 10 minutes ago when I looked. Oh, maybe it's 23. All right. Yeah. So we need so, we need you guys to roll over. So, yeah. We've Go got ahead and explain what, uh, it. can't see the number in, the, in our Facebook chat. It's like 10 people maybe. So we're going to wait. We're just going to pause right now. And you guys Stop. just go to we're YouTube. not moving until you guys do it. And just go ahead and subscribe. And then we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll start the show when you guys do that. <laughs> well, I, got a, I, I got an idea. I'm going to start playing Roblox on uh, hey, mm-hmm. YouTube because it seems to be like the thing. Oh. Road, Roblox channel. I don't know what yeah, that means. Cause, well, there's an app, their game that you can play, the kids. It's like, you know how, like, we always look forward to getting the newest, latest, greatest Xbox or Nintendo mm. or Sega that had the oh, best I love graphics. Sega. Well, all the all the kids have now re, have gone back to like eight bit block nice. characters, like Crossy yeah, this Roads. Is what, this is what the oh worse. Wow, Tech Mobile. Yeah, so it's like Minecraft. <laughs> Minecraft for our blocks. We can do some some <laughs> of those. Oh, Tech Mobile was way better wow. than this stuff. But yeah, know, you need. Hey, we need to do some video. Yeah, live stream some gaming. You know. People would subscribe to hear uh, hear you cuss at the TV. That'd be great, right? Oh yeah, that'd be little twerp. <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> hey, if you guys are staying at home and you have nothing else to do and you want to do your own podcast, uh, contact producer Brian at headlines at SFP Radio. He can get you hooked up. He can tell you kind of how to start a podcast, how to um, make it go, and all the fun technical stuff as well. Yep, yep. Um, we also want to say uh, our listeners. So on our big RV map of the United States, we got some people to step up. We picked up South Dakota, West Virginia, hey. Delaware, and Maine. So what we've got left is New Hampshire, Vermont, North Dakota, Wyoming, and Alaska. So if anybody knows anybody in those states, tell them to listen to the show. We would greatly appreciate it. If they want to tag you and say, hey, I listened to SFP because of so-and-so, Hey, we'll give you a hat. I'll send it out. That'd be great. Um, so anyway, we've got New Hampshire, Vermont, North Dakota, Wyoming, and Alaska left to fill in the big RV map of the United States. And then we're going going up to America's top hat and moving to Canada. Do you think uh, uh, more people live in New Hampshire or North Dakota? Hmm. I would. I, would I don't know. I, I would think New Hampshire. A tiny little state. Mm-hmm. Lots of people, really say, big state, like ten people, right? Yeah, I would say <laughs> New Hampshire as well. Yeah, um, I'm going to ask you, like I ask you guys every week, I be darn. I'm going to go to Magic Man, getting straight off a conference call. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> a little flustered, but I tell you, it is good to be back amongst the living. Man, Boy, last you week was hurt. no fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, for those listening, I had. Uh, uh, Wednesday of last week, uh, I was, uh, or actually it would be the week before last by the time you hear this, um, I was diagnosed with pancreas, pancreas, I can't ever say it. Titus? Easy for you to say. Pancreatitis, yes. Um, so I, I was in the emergency room. Uh, hospital was a little different uh, situation this time. It was hard on anybody there in the emergency room when I went. And, uh, of course, you know, they gave me the, the whole 
protocol to make sure I wasn't COVID infected. Sure. Uh, I had okay. So when I walked in there, they actually had me go through a metal detector, kind of like the ones they had at the airport back in the day before nine eleven. Okay. Before they had the things that you know you have to put your hands up and it scans you. This is <laughs> sure. the one where it's an actual metal detector. So I had to empty my pockets out, put everything in the tray, give it to the security guard, walk through the metal detector, and then he gave gave me my stuff back. So that was crazy. To go just to the ER? Just to go, get into the hospital, yeah, to the ER. Yeah. It's because they, they had a shooting there. Oh, oh really? About, about a year ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, how about you? Um, and then, uh, yeah, and, and while I was in there, they actually uh, – this is tells you how bad the pain was. Um, they gave me morphine. Uh, hey, about mm, 30 to 45 minutes after I got into the little emergency room Ooh. thing. And then um, about 10 minutes before I left, they gave me another dose because it had worn off. The original one had worn off. And I was only there for three hours. But um, I got I, I to gotta give kudos to, uh, I know they used to be called Northeast Medical Center. I think they're like Atrium Cabarrus now is what they're called. Mm. Um, people very friendly there. They, uh, you know, very, very nice. And they did a good job and uh, got some medicine. And within two days, bam, good to go. <laughs> wow. How about you? Um, Producer Brian, how you be doing? I'm good. Um, I'm bored, I think. <laughs> I hate you people. Yeah, it's like for the I haven't been bored for, for eight weeks to be, to okay. be clear, but like okay. I've had something to talk about ever mm-hmm. since this happened. But earlier today, I was like, "It's raining." That's about it. But uh, so uh, we we do home shop because we were doing home shop before it was cool. What's and home you shop? Had to, like someone does your shopping for you at grocery shopping. You know? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Here's tears what we use. Okay. Uh, we've been doing it for a year. Ever since I had a baby, we've been doing it because it's fantastic. Scre- screaming kit. Yeah, it's the best money you ever spend. Um, but I think I, it's been a dicey situation lately. Like there's a lot of substitutions mm-hmm. and the, yep. I think there's teenagers working and they don't know what things are. 100%. Like, so I wanted some bratwurst because we're having uh we're not even having a real birthday know. party, but we're, my son is going to be four next week, and we're going to celebrate. Congratulations. So, you know, we're having a cookout, yeah. but I want brats, because... Of course. Brats, right? You can't you use find bratwurst. Apparently, thing. they don't have bratwurst, so what... Let me pause. What kind yeah. of uh, mustard do you put on that brat? I'm a brown, usually. like a de- Yeah, some kind of brown. Sometimes yellow. It depends on my mood or what's in the fridge. I'll go both mm. directions. I don't, I'm not a mustard snob, but Okay, mustard and not... Anything else, hardly. Maybe some grilled onions. Oh, yeah. Now you talk. Okay. Yeah. But, I, like uh, the, I like the one with the uh, the beer in it. Oh, I like the, beer the really mustard. spicy one with uh, uh, horseradish in it. I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. I mean, I cook okay. them in beer and then grill them. So, but oh, even better. Uh, Sorry. That's the only way to make it. Anyway, so I want, like, you know, the Johnsonville, they're, they're not cooked. There's like a five pack. Mm-hmm. It's a bratwurst. Right. The thing that we got. As a substitution, because they were out of the good ones, is this like, it's like a cheddar worst or something. It's pre-cooked. It's a fancy hot dog is what it is. It's not, it's, I don't even know. It's not, I'm not sure it's meat. It might be beyond, Mm. like a beyond worst or something. I don't know. Oh, maybe you're helping Mojo. (laughs) (laughs) But apparently, like I searched online and you can't, they're hard to find right now. I guess it's because Johnsonville or yeah, maybe it's because Smithfield, all the meat plants are shut down from mm. the virus, but that's that specific got... thing. Mm. I can't find like pizza dough and I can't get bratwurst or cauliflower. Like, I, don't know, I haven't been to a store in weeks, right. so I don't Probably know what's actually there. Maybe they don't know what it looks like. That's my theory. 
they just think it's a it's a hot dog and they just yeah they go oh mm. this is a bratwurst it must be a hot dog somebody go mm. it's pre cooked things you know right gotcha yeah the substitutions I'm getting are weird and we just we just deny them and then give me my stuff that I asked for appreciate yeah. you yeah good try <laughs> Mojo how you be doing. As I mentioned in the opening, um, yeah, we, we've had like what, it feels like 72 days of quarantine and probably 96 days of rain. <laughs> so <laughs> motorcycle business is not good mm-hmm. in the rain. So yeah, we, but it's been a good pause though. We've got a chance to catch up a little bit. Um, get, yeah. Get caught up on some old projects and stuff we've had in the mm-hmm. shop for a while, but I'm about to probably start sell, selling jet skis or something here shortly <laughs> hey. if, uh, if it don't stop raining. I, and looked at the forecast. I, don't think, I think it's supposed to rain every day for the yeah. next. It's until Wednesday. Until school starts, school starts back so, yeah. in August or something. So We'll be right it's for mon- that. Monsoon it's kind of weird. I wanted to, I wanted to hmm. brag for a second. There's an online movement okay. right now. And um, so I've uh, – since this whole – um, since basically since the shutdown, you know, the churches kind mm-hmm. of shut down and everything like that. Um, we've had to go more to online communities and stuff. Um, there's a, I keep saying, um, it should be a drinking game for the night. So I, <laughs> bingo. I know that may not ready. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm already about too deep. So, uh, Anyway, I may not be everybody's brand of Christian. That's kind of how I probably should have that on my business That'd be card, good. Um, just because of how I look and probably how I act in front of a lot of the people. But anyway, I, I connected to this uh, online community, which has been very inspirational. But um, it's a company out of Florida, and they're doing these bracelets. Um, I'll show you right here. Remember the old uh, WWJD? Yeah, you have like yeah. six colors. Yeah, well, they answered the question. Oh. Eight, I don't know if you see that. H-W-L-F. H. I got to write it down. H-W-L-F. What about a vowel? Um, Hof. He would love first. Oh. I thought that was pretty That's That was pretty cool for the yeah, answer yeah, for that. So Is there a WWJD um, underneath it, too? Yeah. Do you have the order right, though? It don't <laughs> matter. No. It depends how you look yeah, at it. But uh, no, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, and it kind of brought back memories of uh, wearing wearing those things back in you know high school. So retro now. Um, but <laughs> so uh, the, the, we've been driven to online communities and to get inspiration from where we can. Um, it, it, anyway, just thought I'd throw that out there. I'm not getting paid by these guys or anything like that. I just spent you know the seven bucks, got a couple bracelets, and and uh, also the community kind of goes along with. It. It's just an interesting topic. Uh, conversation starter for people and um yeah yeah no doubt but that's in a nutshell so but no things are great family's good still rona free um you can't buy still can't buy toilet paper now we're we're out of johnsonville brats so yeah it's just uh the <laughs> apocalypse is around the corner <laughs> oh no mama always told me the rapture was going to take place i didn't think it'd be t- i didn't think it'd take place in the air's teeter <laughs> but yeah um, I have noticed uh, North Carolina getting ready uh, to go to phase two. I don't even know what that means, but we're we're about ready to launch it uh, already. Uh, you get a haircut. Is, well, this this Wednesday. Uh, t- today's today's Thursday. Sorry. On the way to go pick up hot pocket and small batch, I noticed a dramatic increase of traffic. Like all of a sudden, now there is a t- 
ton of people on the road going down to pick them up on the interstate. Two major accidents. Uh, and it was backed up for, for forever. I almost kind of liked it when everybody was staying back at home and I was driving around. That was fantastic. There was no traffic. I can get to A to B in like 15 minutes. Back to C. Or, you know. So like, but now, now people are getting out and I kind of don't like it, to be honest with you. It's not. Well, I, I do. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, I, you, I have you're a, in the transportation business. I have, I, no, but, you know, still, I, I my my commute every day is 60, 64 miles around. Every, Good you know, around gravy. Day, so, um, it's been, you know, that's one thing when, when this whole th- first thing started, it, it, panic sets in for me because you look at the economy, economics of it, less cars, less people spending mm. money, less people getting paid. So, um, phase two and what we're, for those listeners not in North Carolina, phase two, um, is kind of like a, just a lame extension of phase <laughs> one, um, in, a, in North Carolina. So, um, so a lot of these governors, dictators, commandants, whatever you want to call them, have decided to pick the winners and losers of industry. So, you know, we, people have often criticized in pretty much every state. You have um, the the local person that may sell baby clothes has especially boutique can't mm-hmm. open due to the Rona, but Walmart's is open and has a baby section. So you can go in there, get your groceries, your tires and your baby clothes, but the, the lady who invested her life savings um, to open a, a a baby boutique can't remain open. So phase two now we we're entering this in, uh, as a Friday. Um, if you're on Facebook Live, it'll be tomorrow here in North Carolina at five o'clock. I don't know why they have to have some kind of arbitrary number um, at a time. You think it'd be be the beginning of the day, but obviously uh, Roy Cooper must be smarter than us. Coincidentally, he's been getting his hair cut. He's the only person in the state of North Carolina whose hair's not grown any. Oh, it remains cut. I wonder where he's. I wonder where he's getting his haircut at. Um, so phase two, basically, um, beauty salons. Uh, I think my, I think massage therapists fall in that category. Uh, restaurants can open up to fifty percent capacity. So instead of the restaurant tours only losing a hundred percent of proceeds, they only get to lose half percent. Pro, you know, fifty percent of proceeds now. So that's good. I'm glad the governor can decide to do that. But friends like ours at certain breweries cannot mm-hmm. open because they do not serve food. They're classified as a bar. So bars must remain closed under this. Also gyms and um, there's a few other things that have to remain closed yeah. under this. But, yeah, barbers, hair salons, things like that can't open. But you can imagine everybody's got their Corona haircut or new hairdos right now. So that you won't be able to get a, an appointment with one of these guys for – Months, I got the baby mullet so, growing myself right here. Oh my yeah. gosh! Look at that yep. thing. That's I use right. a Camaro. Mm. I, yes, that's right. <laughs> I I rock. I'm saying I got a El Camino. Yeah, <laughs> I got a uh, black uh, or back alley black market haircut this week because it was just getting too bad. So, yeah. Let's not share the no, source. No. We don't. Want that no, I'm not going to share the source. If you can't get a haircut, here's the, here's you the, sign here's up to Patreon. You get a hat, and you don't need a haircut, right? That's it. There you go. <laughs> but how 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 sad is this? A person who's not licensed, who may have gone to cosmetology school mm-hmm. and dropped out, knows the basics of haircutting, can actually cut hair. But someone who has a license has had years mm-hmm. in the business 
has spent thousands of dollars in equipment, going to seminars and learning this and that cannot operate because they're in fear of losing their license. Right. How, how fair and, is and that? And I don't know, yeah. again, do they, do they not realize that there's the, the magical blue liquid that they put their combs in? Evidently that sterilizes everything. Scope or something, right? It's yeah, scope. I, I don't know why we didn't use that for a, I don't know why we didn't use that for the Corona because it does yeah, sterilize everything. So, yeah. So I don't, I don't understand that. I don't know. The more and more, you know, phase three is not supposed to happen until, you know, middle of June, they're saying, which, you know, permits our, our friends who have breweries and small bars and things like that to open up. So I don't know. The more, the longer this drags on, the more infuriating I get. Um, just speaking to a friend of mine, um, in South Carolina, you know, his business, I mean, they, they have been deemed essential by the state governor there in South Carolina. But just like all the law of economics, his business may not be right on the, the right on the cusp of an essential need. It's still a want. It's still something that people have to add on and, and Can do. Can you share so, what kind of business yeah. it is? I, okay. I prefer not right. to, just in case. But that business, um, I mean, he can message me if he wants to. I can share it. But um, it, it, they've seen a drastic cut. He's not been paid in weeks due to the fact that they have no customers coming in. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just the long. When I hear personal stories like that, I, I got so many personal people that I know, small business owners to employees that have been affected by this. I get more and more angry. I don't care. What they're right now, they just new, a new stat just came out. They're predicting over seventy five thousand suicides related to economic downturn in the next three months. That's more. That's more than oh, wow. Well, and and I think so, that as we have to understand, like there's two types of sick people. You know, as soon as the government said that a business is a person, there's now that doubles the number of sick people. Sick people, right? Because the the uh, coronavirus is impacting folks. But if a business is a is a person, that's also dying as well. And we've got to fix uh the we can't move forward in this country without the economy moving and without it going. And we can't just keep we're we're making it more sick uh by not getting back to work and letting people do their jobs and, and getting it going. It's gonna take longer than I think that people realize to get it moving. And why don't we just open it up, let her eat? The people that are susceptible to getting sick, stay home. It's okay. We're not forcing you to go to church. We're not forcing you to go do these things. Um, if you're susceptible, stay home. That's okay. But you've got to get the people back to work. These phases, just come on. Just let her eat. Just open it up and go. Yeah, I think so. And I think uh, you know what you're talking about is basically the same approach that Sweden took early on with this was that they put their susceptible population under, you know, uh, a more of a, not really, a, I guess a voluntary lockdown, but they, they asked them mm. to stay home and, you know, people that were not susceptible, they could, you know, keep, keep going. You know, if they got seat, sick, where they quarantined, they did the contact tracing and everything kind of seemed to go, but no, we have pretty much, I don't know. I hopefully we never see anything like this again in our lifetime because we, we have just we cannot do this again. We, yeah. I mean, right now, um, you can go back. Anybody wants to, they can go back and actually listen to Senator Kennedy just was on the floor the other day. Um, uh, representative from I think Louisiana. I, I don't quote me on that. 
anyway, he gave it a passion speech about we had to borrow, you know, we had to borrow three trillion dollars in security bonds to the feds to pay for um, the stimulus that mm. came through. Okay. Well, there's also going to be an additional cost of another three trillion dollars yeah. on top of that. So now we're six trillion in the hole due to, due to the coronavirus. But that's more tax dollars than we take in a given year. So there, there's no easy digging us out of this hole anytime soon, except to uh, have some type of you know reemerges back into our economy yeah. again. Uh, that way we can get, kind of get things going again. Absolutely, we got to get it moving. Um, so one of the ways I'm uh, using my stimulus money is investing in the stock market, which I think that'd be a great idea, right? So we're going to give you Biggins stop tick, Stock Tip of the Week. Um, so this is where uh, I've been dabbling in uh, the stock market with the Robinhood app. Uh, there will be that information on our show notes. If you want to try your hand at it, it's pretty fun. Uh, I invested this week in Alibaba. Uh, if you're not if you're not familiar with it, I got it just because it was fun to say. Uh, but it is, is that the Taliban or something. It basically, I'm funding the Taliban. I think okay. that's what it is. Um, no, it's it's basically the Amazon of China. Um, so. Is that about right, Mojo? No, Alibaba is. Alibaba is. No, I think I think that's pretty good. I think Alibaba is the Amazon, but it's Amazon of the world. For example, if you decide that you want seven hundred pairs of figurines that look like the Tiger King, they would connect you with. uh, It would connect you with someone who makes figurines in China. That way, you can buy bulk bulk orders. Now. Alibaba does have one called AliExpress, which is basically instead of having to buy, like for example, me, if I wanted to buy like motorcycle mm-hmm. accessories, like sun, let's say mm-hmm. sunglasses, now I can go to I can go to Alibaba and I can buy bulk orders of 10, 10 20,000 units mm-hmm. at a time. Um, AliExpress can actually, where you can actually buy maybe one to 25 gotcha. sets, pairs, things right. like that. Right, so you're saying I can get a producer Brian action figure? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, okay. They'll, they'll connect you with people uh, either in China, but also they actually work with uh, manufacturers in like Pakistan or Pakistan, as Obama used to say, and India, other, you know, Vietnam, other countries that have like those type of facilities that can, you know, yeah. connect you with. The one warning I'll give you is evidently, so it's a Chinese company. Uh, the Senate has declared that if you're going to be on the New York Stock Exchange, You've got to release your numbers. You've got to have full transparency and follow the same rules uh, as those companies that are in the U.S. And you have to disclose that you're not in the U.S. So that one, it really kind of took a nosedive once that kind of that information came out. Um, but I think it's still a smart play. I think in the long run, it's gonna it's gonna pull out. It's gonna be fine. But I it is it is an expensive stock, though. I will say that I bought two shares at two hundred and eleven dollars. Uh, and uh, two days later, my return of four dollars and thirty cents, a profit of one percent. Ah, how about you? Thank you. Yeah, but I think I think uh, I, I can't remember what Alibaba's initial IPO was. I think it was like twenty nine, thirty bucks, something like that. I mean, it'd be sitting at two hundred twelve bucks. It's the it's you always joke about how you have American quality products and you have Chinese quality products. I mean, what's Amazon stock? It's at like right two thousand. Like it's 
It's 2000. Insane. So basically, yeah, I think Alibaba is probably, I'm not a stock advisor, yeah. so don't, don't take my tips and, and, uh, don't uh, invest your whole stimulus check or whatever you whatever your inheritance in it. But I'm saying that if I think it could be undervalued once the Chinese economy gets mm-hmm. cranking again, the American economy, because Americans, I mean, you know, we'll have short term uh, live memory from this as far as That's you true. know, people. A lot of people are looking like let's just move everything back to America. But we we still want, I mean, the the law of economics. We still want cheap mm-hmm. goods, and that's. They're going to come from overseas. Um, One thing that I did want to bring up, and um, I I don't know if you guys have seen or even paid attention to how many people have been passing away, and not necessarily due to the coronavirus, but there are a ton of celebrities. Uh, I remember a couple years ago we did the summer of death, where like it was like celebrities were dropping like flies. But when I look at the list already, we're five months, twenty one days into uh 2020 and good gracious the list is already exhausting this past week uh ken osman he was eddie haskell he passed away do you guys see that yep mm-hmm. that's eddie it, i mean it's not my generation show even though i watch right. reruns of you know of leave it to beaver uh, um before uh days of our lives at my grandparents house you know that was <laughs> sure. kind of combos of shows my grandfather had to watch the stories but eddie haskell was the the i mean people you know how we say like if you want to search something on the internet you say mm-hmm. google or you know you hurt you cut your leg you have to put a band-aid on it these are all brand names eddie haskell was the name brand villain mm-hmm. at that time where you know people would be, he came into the count you know the subculture as far as don't be an Eddie Haskell or this and that. So, um, pretty, it's a pretty big, pretty yeah. big icon of that era to, to pass. Away. Um, Fred Willard, um, goodness gracious. He passed away. He was hilarious by the way. Every, the best, best of show. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. yeah you didn't know it, that? Just very dry, just dry pan mm-hmm. humor. Oh, Play the straight man. Like, like none other. So he passed away. Jerry Stiller. Passed mm-hmm. away. Um, I saw that one. Ben, ben Stiller's yep. dad. Yeah. Little Richard. Uh, I didn't know he was still alive. <laughs> I hate to be sure, mean, yeah. but. Uh, Roy Horn from Siegfried and Roy. Uh, he passed uh, away. Via Tiger? The 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 original Tiger King. <laughs> um, Tom Lester. He was uh, from Green Acres. Also, again, not uh, part of our generation, but also. I watched uh, that show. Did you? Yeah, Nick uh, Brian, night, baby. Brian Dennehy, uh, oh, yeah. Chris Farley's dad. Oh, wow. And Tommy. C- yeah. Chris Farley's dad in Tommy Boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Not his actual father. Like, oh, no. I think I, he was he was in the uh, latest episodes of Blacklist on the NBC. Oh, was he? Oh. I've yeah. seen that. Uh, Shirley Douglas, it's uh, Kiefer Sutherland's mom. Uh, Acellus Marlis, he's a jazz musician. Um, I mean, and I'm scrolling through, and there's people I have no idea who they are, but who's the jazz musician? Uh, do do do. I gotta go back. Uh, um, Ellis Marsalis. Okay, wow. Uh, Kenny Rogers. Remember, he he passed mm-hmm. away. James Lipton from the Actor Studio. Oh, I love when Will Ferrell did his uh, little spiel on Saturday Night Live. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh yeah. That, the James James Lipton had the best uh, Grecian formula no, number five hair uh, hair formula pattern. The perfect I pencil mean. mustache too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Kirk Douglas he passed away. Wow. Uh, Fred. He was like 100, 103 or something. Like that. Uh, he was her, yeah one oh three one oh three nailed it. Dude. Uh, Fred Silverman he played on Hill Street Blues, All in the Family, and Soap. Uh, and then uh, James Lear, a PBS news anchor. And then, can you believe, even just this year, it was Kobe. Kobe passed away. Like, I totally forget that Kobe mm-hmm. passed away. Yeah. With all the stuff. Uh, and, this I means mean, 2020. <laughs> uh, I mean, this isn't, I mean, that's not at all an exhaustive list of everybody that's passed, but those are the most notables, I think. Those are the famous ones, right? Yeah, the famous of the famous ones, yeah. It's just like, holy cow, like, we're not even, we're five months into this. So, I'm a little... I'd watch your back if you're oh, a celebrity. Yeah. Oh, Joe Diffie, the country singer. Oh, that's Remember, right. He passed, too. That's right. Yep. Uh, Producer Brian, you had something else you wanted to share? Yeah, so, uh, the, uh, the our great president gifted us with a soundbite today. Ooh, I like I just it. Have to, I have to play it for you guys and get okay. your reactions, so... Uh, perfectly this oh, morning. Hold on. What? Uh, very positively in a in another sense. So negative. this morning, yeah, I tested positively toward negative, right? So no, I tested uh, perfectly this morning. Meaning, meaning I tested negative. <laughs> but that's the way of saying it. Positively toward the negative. What? <laughs> what? Remember, remember George Bush's one, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice. Hey, fool on. me again, shame <laughs> on you. Fool <laughs> <laughs> me again. Oh, so positively, negatively tested positive. Yeah, it was just a confusing, that's the problem with the stuff coming out of the White House right now is you don't know what what's actually being said. You have right. no idea. It's so confusing. I don't know. I just it's just funny. That's I just thought it was sure. I heard it and went, Okay, that's funny. I need to it's on my soundboard now. So well. Yeah, no, I, and it should be. <laughs> I like how I like how the best part of that was he actually had to exp- he felt compelled to re explain <laughs> it to the reporters because it would be reported wrong anyway. So he felt compelled to re explain his his, sure. his yeah. conversation. <clears throat> yeah, I mean he he also took a hit in the media this week for uh, taking hydrochloroquine uh, for the past five weeks as a preventative measure for. Uh, he, did he so, get that confused with uh, Hydrox and Harley Quinn? You think? I don't think so. But uh, but he took a big beating on that. It's how ironic where um, it's my body, my choice on certain issues, but. Someone wants to take hydroxychloroquine. That's uh, you can't take that. That's toxic. That's I, love. I love like Pelosi is getting mad at him for taking it, but yeah, but like if it kills you, isn't that what you want to begin with anyway? Like you've been saying the whole time you want the president gone. That'll do it. Just keep your mouth shut. Yeah, let him do his yeah. thing. Mm. Mm, it's crazy. So we'll go into some wacky news brought to you by eighteen twelve barbecue. Uh, again, Eric is still cranking out some fantastic beef, uh, brisket, pork. Um, so if you would like some of that with some delicious sides, 
Check out our friends at 1812 Barbecue. I wonder if he has any sausages. Because I could use oh, some of those. Maybe he can get you some brats. Yeah. That's a good idea. I like it. We've documented on the show many multiple times where we thought that and say and proven that math is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I figured out how we can work on our math. Earlier this year, a first-time academic author published a new mathematical study in the Journal of Research in Number Theory. The twist? The researcher, Christopher Havens, was also serving a 25-year sentence in the Washington Department of Corrections following a murder conviction. Right. Uh, chemist and professor Mart- Marta Caruta's partner received a request from Havens from Haven, sorry, for annual for an annual subscription to the Princeton-based journal Annals of Mathematics. Sorry, what? Now there's a joke there, uh, and I'm just going to leave it because this is a family show. Uh, and it happens that uh, Caruti's father is a mem- is a number theorist who is willing to take the chance on Havens, who is trying to teach himself calculus and number theory without any access to a qualified teacher. To test him, uh, he gave Havens a problem to solve, and he returned it back, um, and it was a 120-centimeter-long piece of paper with a long, complicated formula on it, and to his surprise, the result was correct. So Ceruti, who was a professor, professor of mathematics at the University of Italy, uh, is one of the authors on he- Haven's paper, which is titled Linear Fractional Transformations and Nonlinear Leaping Convergence of Some Continued Fractions. I almost fell asleep reading that paper, reading the title of that. Mm-hmm. Number th- theory is the study of integers and what integers can do. It's part of a discrete mathematics which examines countable numbers like integers rather than continuous topics like calculus. I have no idea what most of that means. Uh, In their paper, Havens, Caruti, and two other mathematicians study a linear transformation of an infinite continued fraction and draw conclusions from their findings. Show title. Do what? I'm sorry? Show title. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Then they apply those findings back to famous continued fractions. Now, I love this one. Havens told Karuti that he went through his prison's intensive transition program. He says, quote, it's designed to effectively aid you into taking your head from your backside, which, th- which it did. This was my schedule. Eat, math, remove my head from my backside, brush, rinse, repeat. That was an important time in my life. Uh, with a scholarly publication under his belt and about 16 more years to his sentence, Havens has an opportunity to, to grow his mathematical talents. Um, y'all, dude didn't know math, taught himself math. Now he's writing papers in some magazine. I have no idea what it means. That's pretty intense. <laughs> math was the reason why I banned Wilder in college. <laughs> Around four years of college, yeah, four years of college into five and a half. Producer Bryant, your face is just, hey, buddy. Uh, I don't know half the words you just said. I don't know either. Um, 
So I'm assuming you pronounced them right. I don't know. <laughs> I'm guessing at this point. <clears throat> yeah, this uh, this, this bourbon's hitting pretty hard because I just completely okay. blanked out the whole time you were talking about the mass stuff. Uh, I kept thinking about Walter White for some reason because you say he was a convicted murderer. Yeah, or something, right? Okay, that's I saw. I, I started thinking about Breaking Bad, and then I got distracted thinking about that show. Oh, was that it? <laughs> yes. Uh, he was a science could, teacher and did some, science like, teacher. Yeah, dissolved a dude in acid or something. You know that kind of thing. That's what I was thinking about anyway. The eighteen twelve barbecue story started over twenty years ago when Eric and his dad started entering local barbecue competitions for fun. During that time, Eric, a United States Marine, has traveled all over the world picking up flavors and techniques that today is the unique flavor of the award-winning 1812 barbecue. He has honed his craft to bring you fall-off-the-bone pulled pork, mouth-watering ribs, and finely crafted beef brisket. Eric has developed his own amazing dry rub and delicious barbecue sauce. And let's not forget the sides. Coleslaw, smoked Gouda mac and cheese, cowboy baked beans, and to top it all off, banana pudding and pecan pie for dessert. Getting hungry yet? Good. Call or email Eric at eighteen twelve barbecue, and he can make your next catered meal happen. Wedding and graduation parties, family reunions, and other events will be memorable with eighteen twelve barbecue. Want to try your own hand at smoking meats? Pick up your own eighteen twelve dry rub and start the journey for yourself. Shipping all over the world. Connect with Eric on his Facebook page, Instagram at eighteen twelve barbecue, or call seven zero four six zero four. 5148 or email eric at eric.line at 1812barbecue.com and he'll be glad to help any way he can. Uh, well, just in case if, if people don't know, uh, Amanda Lemon is Ryan Lemon's wife. Much more than that, by the way, but we'll get into that. Uh, Ryan was on the show earlier uh, a couple weeks ago uh, from Kentucky Sports Radio, and uh, he, he told us that uh, Amanda has an amazing story, which we'll get into. Uh, about being uh, part of the foster care system and growing up in that. I have got two uh, two foster kids, so this is going to hit home to me. Um, but one thing that he did say starting off the interview was that he's a beer drinker, but Amanda, you are the bourbon drinker. Is that right? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Like, please do not hold it against me. Like, I am one of those, like, girls that when we go to, yes, I'm having a glass of Chardonnay because I wanted to pace myself okay. so that I did not blabber. I understand. Probably. Yes. I didn't do that. So, I am a single batch for roses. Type okay. Girl. I was going to ask. That was the first question out. Yes. That is my forte. So if I'm going out, I'm having a single batch for roses. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Woodford, but I'm a single batch for roses. Just for you to, tonight, Amanda, I pulled out the cream of Kentucky. I have never had that. Hey, is that good? Hey, it's good. It's really good. Yes. Like I'm, you know, I'm from Eastern. I'm more of a moonshine. Type girl. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. To be honest with you, I'm a six of six type girl. If we're talking alcohol, I'm more of a six of six, six type of girl. Six of six, by God. I'm, I'm, I'm a moonshine type. Girl. But if we're, yeah, if we're talking bourbon, I'm a single back. I actually met the person who, like, literally, my story is like from poverty to like princess. If you want to go okay. that way. So we'll get into that in a second. Sure. But I actually met the 
um, founder of Four Roses. And wow. actually, I'm sorry. Yes. And like she was, exp- he, he was explaining to me like how this all works. And then I met the person for, who from China who runs it now. Oh, wow. And she barely spoke English at the time. And she just kept giving it to me and giving it to me <laughs> at like a, at a derby party. Oh, wow. And I do not remember all of that evening. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest sure. with you. But at the same time, she, bourbon was our language. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Absolutely. Like bourbon was our language because she did not communicate, but we knew that the, we knew she knew she was in Kentucky and she knew that's how we can communicate. Mm-hmm. So it was really interesting. Yeah. She knew that that's how we can communicate effectively. Essentially. Yeah. So well, it was really cool. Uh, Mojo and I, we went to four roses. We did the bourbon trail um, last year. And to be honest, four roses to me, the, the tour, everything was shut down. So they were doing their cleaning and whatnot. It wasn't that great. But a little tip that somebody told me was the very end where they do their tastings, you ask them, what's behind the counter? Oh. Say, I know there's something behind there. Let me, let me have some of that. And the lady was like, all right. And she waited till everybody else left. We had a group of six. And she's pouring the last little bit of that bottle out. Yeah. And that was some yeah. really good stuff. Yeah, I liked it a lot. And I will never forget that derby party because it is one for the record books. Sure. Like I have, yeah, <laughs> one for the record books. Nice. Well, Amanda, you started off um, your career as producer at WLEX. Actually, that right? that's, that I was an intern. Okay. So I started out, my, let me, let me kind of yeah. rewind. I started out as an intern at WLEX. Okay. I was driving from college every day um, at Eastern Kentucky University. Oh, wow. Go Colonels. Yes, go Colonels. So I started out driving every day from EKU and I kind of made a name for myself and I was a tape editor. Okay. So yeah, I don't know how much you know about journalism, but they are the essentially the grunts of the world they're just kind of in there you know so i was editing tape and um the next thing you know i worked my way up and um one of the reporters quit literally quit one day just absolutely said i'm done <laughs> and you said she said she's done and i had ryan up. went out with me because he knew i wanted to be a reporter and shot a story about the backstreet boys he started shot a story with me about a church and he shot a story about, um, I, I think it was about something crazy. I can't remember. It was something crazy. There were three stories. He shot a story. And I had given it to the news director. And he came to me that night and he said, do you want to seriously be a reporter? And I said, absolutely. And he goes, you start tomorrow. Oh, wow. And I'm like, and I'm like, literally, I'm like, okay, are you serious? And he said, yeah. And I'm like, okay, absolutely. Ryan did the sweetest thing. He got me a notebook. Got me a Mountain Dew. I'm from Eastern Kentucky, of course. I'm from Mountain Dew. And he got me a chocolate bar. So I started reporting literally at the age of 22 years old in a top 50 market yeah. without any, like, without any, you know, I had no qualms. I had no thoughts about it. No one had told me this is what you do. You know, I'm starting with Nancy Cox, Kevin Christopher, and I just literally stepped out of the gate. My first story was on EKU's Roy Kids anniversary win. Oh wow! I mean, literally insane. <laughs> I my first story was about EKU, which is where my alma mater. Sure. And I could not believe it was insane. It was insane. So I was very thankful 
very blessed to do that. And I, I thought to myself, this is insane. You know, from a girl from Eastern Kentucky who, I, in the backstory behind that, me, I'm going to cry. Mm-hmm. My backstory behind that is no one knew that when I was going home, I was eating rice and um, at my meal those nights were eating, I was eating a, 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 a thing of rice and I was eating to make it taste better, Rotel tomatoes and mushrooms, because that's all I could afford Mm. because I still was struggling as a college student. I had just, I graduated from college like four months before. So, and when Ryan and I, I mean, that, that's, that's what I was doing. You know, I was just making ways. And then all of a sudden I'm on, on TV just four months later. So it was a blessing in disguise. So I went from poverty to, fame and in near months. So it was really neat. And then I covered, I went to Hurricane Katrina and um, I ended up staying down there for two weeks, which is an absolutely insane and a story that will stay with me for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason why we left Hurricane Katrina, we we're supposed to be down there for months. Um, the only reason why we left is we were in a head on collision. Um, we were sitting in a truck and getting ready to pull out. And the only car I've been in a couple with two car wrecks, but this is the worst one that I've ever been in. Wow. We were in a satellite truck and we were pulling out and the truck hit a, a car, hit us head on in a satellite truck. I'm sure you've seen mm-hmm. those big yeah. trucks that people were in, you know, that carry the news back in the day. And it destroyed the satellite truck. And it was so bad that I hit the windshield and hit my head. And had a concussion. They took us to the hospital. But in in Hurricane Katrina, normally what would have been yeah. me sitting in a hospital for weeks, they gave me two Advil because that's all they could spare and sent me home. And then we drove home. My, produ- my other reporter, because I was down there producing at the time, my other reporter, myself, and their photographer, they, we drove home wow. and then came up here and were taken care of here. Because the the damage was so bad there. Wow. That's crazy. Like, we didn't even get medical care there. (laughs) We didn't even get medical care there. And my back to this day still hurts from that because we didn't receive medical care there. We didn't have. It was, I can tell you, I could sit here and talk for days about that that experience. Yeah. You didn't have pancreatitis during COVID. So there's that. Oh, yeah. um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and and so you did, you did the, um, you were the anchor and then you became the producer. Yes. I produced for third. After I was a reporter for three years, I was a TV producer for right around 11 years, 11, 12 years. So I produced everything, you know, Nancy Cox, the queen of TV in Lexington, one of my greatest friends and Kevin Christopher is a hoot. And I tell you what, Bill Mack can ruin a newscast, (laughs) you know, the thing that producers get lost in is they are the brains behind broadcasting. Mm. You know, I'm telling, I'm writing what the what the anchors say. Mm. So I am the brains behind them. Well, Bill Mack would come up with a thunderstorm and eyeball that's about this big and it's going to produce rain for five minutes and ruin everything <laughs> that you've got to say. You know, it's going to affect one trailer, but it's, <laughs> it's in Bill Mack's mind. We call it weather woodies. Oh, wow. You know? How about you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's going to run everything. So we would say those things. That's so. funny. So what made the switch from from producer to mortgage officer? So, you know what? Honestly, I had a um, 
person in the mortgage business, Brian May, who had been asking me for numerous years because he saw my attention to detail, saw the fact that I was a go-getter mm. and he wanted me to be his assistant and saw that I could eventually go into the, like, go out into the mortgage world. Um, sorry, no that's my phone right now. <laughs> mortgage. <laughs> no, mortgage business. He saw that I could go into that and he had asked me for numerous years to come follow him and be, a, be behind him. And one day um, after Ryan had gone on his way, we adopted, goes back to adoption. Mm -hmm. We adopted Michael. Okay. And I could not go to one of his games mm. and Ryan had gone on to do his thing and it got to the point where I couldn't go to his games. And we knew we were going to adopt Josiah and we knew that at some point we needed to have a family where I had the flexibility to be able to do that because KSR was blowing up. <laughs> sure. We no one knew that KSR was going to do what it did. Right. I mean, we thought this was going to be just a regular situation. No one knew. And it was blowing up and I could not be henpecked to snowstorms at nine o'clock in the morning. I couldn't be doing right. that. Um, in Andy's words, you can't be doing that. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I just couldn't be doing that. So I decided that I needed flexibility and able to make the same salary. So he offered me that affordability and that's, that's where I went from there. And then um, he taught me what I knew. And then there's a, a lady, her name is Angela Poindexter who took me in and just taught me all this crazy business and I took off from there. So wow. what are yeah. some, just as a, as a mortgage officer, um, what, I'll take a drink of wine. Do it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. What are some behind the scenes things that would, some of our listeners who, you know, maybe getting ready to buy a house, getting ready to sell a house. What are some, like some behind the scenes things you may want to tell them? Oh my gosh. The first thing that I would tell anyone is you absolutely need to know your credit score. Mm. Know your credit. And if you don't know your credit score, that's where you need to hit me up. Okay. Like that's where you need to absolutely hit me up. But, and one of my fortes is credit repair. Okay. One of my fortes, I can absolutely, I had a client who came to me. She's actually moving from Michigan to here and she is on Social, social security and she's buying an amazing house in Madison County. Wow. And um, I was able to take her credit score from a 579 to a 650 in about three weeks. Oh, wow. Come on with it. Without her going through that, you know, you got to do this credit repair and whatnot, because that is my forte. That's my thing. Okay. That's my secret weapon in life is credit repair. Um, you need to know your credit score. You need to pay your bills on time. I know that seems seems like a normal concept for most people. You need to pay your bills on it, but not everybody can. Yeah. But there are ways that we can work with that. So, um, but if you have any questions, I'm sure you'll you'll drop my information. Yeah. But I'm I'm always available for questions. And you know what? A mortgage checkup is free. Okay, good. To mortgage know. information is free. Anytime you need some question about your credit, it's free. If someone says that that you need to pay them for credit information, that's wrong. Okay. You do not need to pay for credit information. Good to know. That's wrong. Yeah. All right. Uh, and just so you know, we're in North Carolina. Okay. You, would you be able to still help? Sure. Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Use promo code Biggin 
And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, girl. Yes. Um, well, Amanda, I, we started talking to Ryan. I'm a huge fan of Kentucky basketball. Huge fan of KSR. Yeah, you can see yeah. that uh, on the like little thing back there. I see that back there. Huge yes. fan, but um, We're, we are we are not all Kentucky. Fans <laughs> Why are you not a UK man? Talk to oh, me about no. that. All right, all right. See, so there's this little game where. I don't know if you remember uh, this player by the name of oh, Leitner. I, you know what? I've heard right. of him. I pray for him. I pray for him. <laughs> we all do. Well, you're drinking my culture. I can't respect you. This is this is the white guy, White Claw. I, you know what? I, have you? I, I can't respect you. You said Leitner, and you're drinking Ultra. So now I, the I had, six, I had a, So the six oh six in me is coming oh, out that's now fired. because you're drinking. Hold, hold you're drinking the White Claw, and you said Leitner. <laughs> so now we're not cool. Well, hold on. I had a heart transplant. I can't. I can't drink distilled liquor anymore. Okay. Well, so God bless you. Beer. Okay, God bless All you. Right. But you're still you said Leitner and pass. you're drinking Ultra. <laughs> I stand behind the Leitner comment. The white guy, White Claw. I, I, I have no excuses <laughs> for that. This, that's what makes this show interesting, Amanda. I'm a Kentucky fan. He's a Duke fan. So it, it you know, and we can't. What about Matt Jones? All that you know, being, I, I think he secretly is like somewhat a closet duke man you know what somewhat shooters for them a little bit yeah. you know what? well he went to duke so you can yeah. kind of maybe see that well it's like jay jay billis mm-hmm. i think he uh he has one of those uh what was it the mortgage woodies you call <laughs> yeah, it weather 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 he's got a weather so the woody next for time Kentucky, you, so so. i promise you the next time you see here's here's how you know when someone has a weather woody mm. when they come out and they roll up their sleeves and you'll see this, okay. and you'll be like, oh, "Oh my God, Amanda's right." They roll up their sleeves and they come out and they get all excited. You're like, "Weatherwoody." Yep. That's it. That is Jay Billis for Kentucky. So. You know what? You're a hater. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amanda, you are and always for forever will be. No matter what happens with with Matt, you will always be the first lady of KSR. Aw, thank you. That's so sweet. What What is it like to to have that title? Just in your normal everyday life, does it impact you at all? Or uh, you know what? Um, there is a little bit of um, pressure mm. on me for that because I I jokingly went up and put on makeup and changed my shirt for I for just Aww. this appearance. I did, I did. There is a little bit of pressure about being. Um, "Quote unquote," the first lady of KSR. There is a little bit of pressure about that, and it, it it's yeah. got to be weird because, like, you this is the first time you've ever seen me. Yeah, but like I've watched your periscopes. Like I see you and right. Ryan interact. I hear you on the yeah. show. So it it must be weird to just walk down the street and people say, "Oh, did you hear right. what Ryan said today?" Or they know right. so much about you, but you have no idea who that person is. True. True. But you know what? I take it all in stride and I understand the weirdest thing is when people come to my kids, like Josiah, Mm. our youngest son, who's a big athlete. When people come up, I had, we were sitting at a game this summer when he, cause he's, he's a really good basketball Mm. player. And I was sitting behind him and they didn't realize I was his mom. And they're like, that's Ryan Lemon's kid on the court. Mm. Now that's the weird stuff when they're watching my kids play, yeah. which he they're watching him one because he was a good athlete, but two because he's Ryan Lemon's kid. Yeah. Now that's the weird stuff that happens that is awkward, you know. And then you know I, I I find myself that's you know 
I'm okay with them looking at me, but when you're looking at my kids, that's, that's awkward, mm. you know? Yeah. Uh, any, any inside baseball that you want to give us about KSR? Like I know Ryan's kind of oh limited. God, I can tell you so many secrets. Yeah. I think you need to spill the, spill the tea. Spill the tea. Yeah. Spill the tea. I am so excited about Drew and Abby. Right. I can tell you that secret. I can, I'm so excited. You know, they bought a house. Mm-hmm. I saw the pictures. Yes. It's beautiful. They bought a house. You know, they were supposed to get married in New York. Oh, didn't know they that. To, yes. They were supposed to get married in New York. There's tea on that. They were supposed to get married in New York, but COVID prevented that. Mm. So, um, yeah, so there's tea on that. Ryan and I, here's tea on Ryan and I, we have been trying to put in a pool for three months. Three months. Good gracious. Yes. <laughs> we cannot, and no one will put our pool in. Wow. It's ridiculous. Cause I know that's first world problem. That's, right. that's first world problem. Right. Okay. Here's some other tea. Okay. Here's some other tea. Godson is one of the UK recruits. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say who. Okay. I'm not gonna say. Who. Okay. I think he spilled a little bit. Can of Can I tea. tell him? They kill credits. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's our guy. How about it? How excited are you on, on that? Oh my god! <laughs> I cried. I didn't get to go to the ceremony mm. because I wasn't feeling well. But he's my god. Wow. Our other. So you know, you've heard of at uh, uh, Danky, yeah. who's the other UK recruit. That's Ryan's best friend. Son. Yeah. Now he was talking about Dane on the show. And so yeah. he doesn't feel a hundred percent confident about him picking Kentucky. You know what? You know what though? His mom is not like, Nicole is my best friend. We're going on vacation in three weeks together. Okay. Nicole is not going to, she didn't let Devin go very far. <laughs> gotcha. She, she's not going to let him go very okay. far. So it's not going to be a little. Okay. And then Jagger Burton was here the other day and he's not, he's feeling comfortable about UK too. Okay. We got a good class coming in. So there's a little tea. There's your tea for the day. What I know Matt frustrates you sometimes. Yeah. Just let her rip. Matt is like my brother. <laughs> sure. Matt is like my brother. You know, we have that brother sister relationship. Mm-hmm. Here's an example. We are in, um, we're, we're, right, we're, we're, we, we, me and you, and, uh, we're in the car, and you and Matt are going at it, and I just shushed him. Where were we? <laughs> we're, we're in the car, and I just shush him. I've been like, just, just stop talking. Just stop. Just stop talking. I just tell him to shut up. <laughs> I'm like, just don't talk. And you know what? Sad. He listens to yeah. me because I'm from the 606, and you don't talk to women like no. me from there. No, you don't. And you know what's so sad? His mother loves me. <laughs> she thinks I walk on the moon. Yes, she loves me. His nice. mother loves me. We were at lunch. Here's here's tea. Okay. We were at lunch with his mother one day, and his mother, myself, Matt, and Ryan were there. His he starts talking, and his mother's like, "Matthew, you've said enough." Oh, he stopped talking. He didn't say another word the rest of lunch. Oh, he loves his mama. No. Yeah. He oh does. no. He's the mama's kid. 100%. Mama's... Yeah. Speaking of family, let's talk about yours. Oh, my boys yeah. or live or whatever what? you want, but we're we're going to kind of transition to your story, your family. Sure. Okay. So currently, 
we're going to go with children in our house and not the bonus ones. We'll go with children in our house. We have three boys. Gavin is 22, and I always say the wrong place he works for. He is in Atlanta, Georgia. It's not Pixar. It is Pinewood Studio. And who? what studio does he work for? Marvel. Mar- he works for Marvel I Comics. Know this. I, I know this as well. So Marvel Studios. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know that. Okay, you know Marvel Studios. Okay, you know that. Okay, so he works for Marvel. He's actually coming tomorrow with his fiance, oh. Aaron, who is the sweetest person in the world. She works for, with horses. She's perfect. She's awesome. And then there's Michael, who is 17. He currently works at McDonald's. Okay. Uh, we made him get a job. So <laughs> Pete takes some responsibility. And then there's Josiah, who is, you know, our <laughs> perfect child. Perfect child. And, Ryan's perfect child. And, and those are all adopted. They're, every one of them are adopted. And we, they're, you know, I had someone say something smart to me the other day. Well, you don't know what it's like. And I was like, mm. yeah, she kind of had a condescending tone with me. And I was like, well, you know, you don't know. What they don't. But, what was the context of that? They don't, you don't know what, what's like. So she, she, I think it was a racial context. Oh. But, and then I showed her the picture of my children. Mm. And then she, so I deal with low to moderate income folks. Okay. So um, that is my job is low to moderate income folks. And my job is to make them feel as important as possible and make everyone feel the same. Mm. And I never, with my family being every different color, I think I have a different perspective than most people do because one son is Hispanic, one son is Indian, Gavin is Cherokee Indian, and one son is black and Hawaiian. I check all boxes. <laughs> I, I mean, if I'm going down the racial box, I check them all. Yeah. I mean, I, I do. So, like, I, I wanted to make her feel as comfortable as possible. And I think that's why I do my job so well, mm. is because I make everyone feel comfortable. So, but I made her. By the time we left, she gave me her phone number and asked me to dinner. Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So you grew up, uh, from what Ryan said, in the foster care system. Yes. Can you tell us uh, about that? So this is very dramatic. You may yeah. want to pour yourself a drink. Oh, here we go. I got you. Everybody have a drink? Okay. So when I was seven years old, my father... The sounds I'm gonna I want I tell this story and I don't want you to think that I'm jaded, but my father broke into my house when I was on Father's Day weekend and broke into my house and stabbed my mother forty seven times. Oh my goodness! And stabbed me thirteen. Oh my! And when I was a child, and murdered my mother. I'm sorry. Sometimes it's easy to tell and yeah. sometimes it's not. And um, murdered my mother and my older, my middle sister was there and um, she was able to escape. He stabbed her as well. And she was able to escape and get help. And thankfully, a Kentucky State Trooper was getting off. It was four o'clock in the morning. Thankfully, a Kentucky State Trooper was getting off work at that time and heard the screams for help. Mm. And um, she was able to get him to come help us. Um, The police report says that my mother was gutted like a pig. He took the knife. I'm just going to be blunt with you because I'm a journalist. 
he took the knife and ran it down her stomach and gutted her. I have still have um, lung issues from so many stab wounds that I have. And Ryan will tell you that I cough all the time because I still have scar tissue in my lungs. At one point, we thought I was going to have to have a lung transplant because my lungs were so bad at this age because of the scar tissue in my lungs because of the stab wounds. Um, I have nightmares, as you can imagine, because I witnessed that. Um, the, the news article, um, that they wrote from that day said that they, it wasn't raining, but the blood drops from, and you can look this up, the, the blood drops because my mother, you're look, you're doing that face that everybody I'm does sorry. when I say sorry. the story. Sorry. It's no, it's horrible. It's a horrible story. I'm writing a book. I'm writing a book. The news article from that night said, because my mother to save me, she saved my life. To save me, she pushed me out on the top because we were in an apartment. She pushed me out on the top of an awning um, to save me from my father. And um, the blood was dripping so hard that you could hear it dropping. And neighbors thought it was rain. So they thought it was raining. And that's what the report was from from the neighbors. And that is in the report. They thought it was raining. So... And that's in the news article. But mm. they caught him. And I spent two weeks in the ICU. Um, and when I came out of ICU, I, I spent like a month with my recovering with my grandmother who was not able to keep me. And then after your black father kills your white mother, no one wants to keep you. Mm. So they sent me to an orphanage and left me there. No one came. No one saw me. Oh my god! I was left. So that that and that is probably just as much or worse scars that you have because of that. You guys think about the isolation that you've been in in COVID. Think about your isolation in COVID and the mental toll that has been has taken on you in COVID. Um, but as for a seven year old. Um, Knowing that in my mind, for me, I killed my mom. You know, I've been told that I'm the reason that my mom's dead. You know, I've been shouted at and screamed at if if it wasn't for you, if it wasn't for you. That's what I've been screamed at, you know, mm. because my sister got to go with my aunt, who was my mother's, my mother's sister, got to go with my aunt. Um who eventually came back in my life, but that's a long side story, but she eventually got to come back in her life. And, um, but I was blamed for my mother's death and I still carry that weight, you know, but for a seven year old to hear that, you know, that's, it's traumatized. I'm still in therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I can understand that. As you can imagine. As you can imagine, I'm still in therapy for that. But so fast forward, you know, I live in the children's home and we won't go into the ther- the, the issues at the, ch- the children's home. I'll just blanket the, the issues there um, about the foster care there because it wasn't necessarily a foster care system. It was a Pentecostal children's home. Um, they prayed over me anytime I was sick. I have a 
ankle that's jacked up now because I was in a bicycle wreck and they prayed over it instead of sending me to the doctor. Oh, and I run now, but it it's it was broken and they prayed over it and it didn't heal. So um, I'm not giving you a sob story no, because there's a rainbow no. at the end of the story. There's a rainbow. Frustrates me. Um, um, so there's so so that happened. I mean, I was made to um, use my toothbrush to clean stuff. Um, so um, a mental abuse, physical abuse, like we were, I, I was physically abused, mentally abused, like a lot of bad abuse. Mm. The fact that I am like even where like, and I'm not telling you I'm perfect because I still struggle. I still struggle seriously, but there's a lot of things that went on at that children's home that I feel like need to be investigated. That if someone would do some digging, that would be good. Yeah. But, but um, why don't, why do you think that that hasn't been done yet? Um, because I don't think that anyone who has a voice like I do, and I'm not willing to drag Ryan through that. Mm. Because if I, because the, I absolutely, I, I was in the Facebook group at the children's home and put it on Facebook about it and got kicked out. Oh, wow. Because they knew I was right. Mm. Yeah. It was awful. It was awful. We were abused. We were, I was one time, just for an example, I did not do my chores and was locked in a basement um, of to peel potatoes for five hours in a room that was about the size of a three by five that was so hot that I threw up. Wow. Like you hear like horror stories of orphanage homes and see Annie and, and like all that kind of stuff, but like, that was legit for you. Like, that's not. Yeah. Oh, it, it was like, like, I, I was not allowed to get up and get water. Oh my gosh. So I go to sleep with a glass of water. And mine will tell you this. I go to sleep with a glass of water by my bed every night. And I make sure my, I am mm. obsessed with having bottles of water in my house. Mm. Like the, the, the trauma that you have as a child, no matter what your trauma was. Like I, the trauma that I have as a child, you, you carry on as adult, no matter like my trauma, my story, what your trauma is, like whether it's, you know, somebody did this to you or whatnot, my trauma is real. Yeah. You know, sure. as adults that we care, you know what? And that's something that I don't think people deal with very thoroughly mm-hmm. as adults. We don't deal with our trauma. Absolutely. We just push it under the rug. You know, we need to deal with it. So I, to this day, will I carry water. Ryan will tell you right now, I have five bottles of water in my car mm. because I'm afraid of being thirsty. Sure. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. No, it's not. Because I was as a as a foster parent, they teach you like you'll, sometimes the the kids will sneak uh, food up to their room, and then like you you'll you know look under the bed, and there's 16 packs of potato chips. Well, once once that indicator in your brain goes off to say that you're hungry, you're always hungry all the time. Right. And you're scared of that. So you stockpile. So just in case, if that happens, here comes my potato chips. I'm ready to eat. And and they control no, that. I have bought I keep I keep a bottle of water in my purse. Yeah. I keep 
what if we get on the road, I stop and get a drink. Like I, I'm, I, yeah. I'm, I hate. Oh my gosh, I, I'm scared to death of being thirsty because yeah. I was not allowed. I was spanked one time for going to the water fountain. It. I just. I'm gonna go burn the place down. I'm. Just, that's it. All right, ready? You ready to go? <laughs> yes. No. No, we're not gonna burn it down. We're gonna just let them rot in hell. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's that. Is it still open today? It is. Oh yeah. No, we're gonna go burn it. But it's under new management, and they're doing better. Okay. Well, they actually had they the, the show there this year. Okay. They had KSR there. Okay. Yes, and they're under new management, and they're doing much better. Wow. Yeah. That's that's huge. Did you go to that show? I did. Wow. I did. They had me speak, and it was. I, I did actually. I didn't speak. No, I was taken back. I didn't speak, and I, I you know, Matt spoke, and um, I kind of stood in the background. I took my son. I took Josiah, and um, didn't really want him to see as much as you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I don't want him involved. Yeah. yeah, that must have been really difficult for you. Uh, yeah. yeah. Did you spend all your all your time in that orphanage, or did you go in the actual in the foster no, care? No, I was I was I was in the orphanage. Like I never went into foster care. Okay. Like I was never. I had I had a doctor family that wanted to adopt me, but my aunt, who would have had rights to me, never signed me away. Wow. And so you spent your entire childhood in that orphanage from seven until eighteen. I'm the wow. longest running. And in the state of Kentucky, I'm sure you're a foster parent. You know you have to be adopted after a certain age. Mm-hmm. I was not. They, I was not. Hmm. See that that's the one that that breaks my heart. Like we've got a a nine month old and a nine year old, and when we started going through the process, the thing that really broke my heart was those kids that were 17. Yeah, and it's just like they've never, they'll never have, a home. no, a family. Yeah, and that's that's the no, one I didn't rips, rips my heart out. No, how did you survive? Like, how did you get through that? You know what? I don't know how much you believe in God, oh, we're, but oh. I clung to the verse Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, mm. and we know that all things work together. I mean, I mean the. I, that's Romans eight twenty eight. I just believe that God has a purpose for me. Yeah. Like I believe that God has a purpose for me. Like I don't. If it's this, and someone hears this, yeah. Like I know that God has a purpose for me. Whether it's those two boys upstairs playing video games, or me making sure Ryan Lemon stays on his path, or you know, God has a purpose for me. Mm. You know, I believe that. God has an intent for me and I don't know what his purpose is for me. Mm. I don't know what it is, but I think he put me through all those things. There's a little girl that I mentor that I think he got, he has his purpose for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Guys, do you have any, any questions? I'm going to throw this out to you. Anybody? Mojo, Come on, Mojo. Christian Leitner. I know you have a question. <laughs> well, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm an adoptive dad of a biracial kid, so the racial component strikes me. Yeah. Um. Also, being I would call big in my brother, and watching the foster care system and the brokenness of that, right? 
my heart my heart weeps for that. It just oh man. I, I I'll be honest, I'm speechless. I mean I I'm That doesn't happen often, uh, I say that. <laughs> no, I mean we we all have our our here's what I see right here <clears throat> is we all have our we all have our levels of hell. It's like pain. It's like pain. When people talk about pain, everyone has their levels of pain that they can tolerate to the point they can't mm-hmm. tolerate anymore. Um, obviously you, you're talking about what God has you here for. God has allowed you to endure an enormous amount of pain to build and instill some type of impart, some type of wisdom on a lot of people. Um, even if, if it's us four knuckleheads tonight, on this show or people may be watching or the person that you meet tomorrow at the gas station or the person that you mentor five years from now. I think that, um, it, even though I, it breaks my heart that you had to spend and I'm, I'm with big and if big, big and I'll, I'll flip in for gas money and drive up to this place to burn it down. If I have to with you, <laughs> um, but it, it breaks my heart. Just the simple things we take, you know, like my yeah. wife going the extra, mile to crinkle shopping bags right now or um the extra mile to make sure that my 16 year old daughter has an easter basket or spending that christmas with a family and you've never had that when you're growing up that just it breaks my heart it um the world i'm involved in right now there's a lot of guys and gals in that community that come from broken homes and um it just exposes that. I mean, I, I had my own childhood trauma too, and I've made that evident on several shows here. It just, you, you are not, I, I, hopefully everyone listening tonight or listening to this episode on the podcast, you're not the worst event of your life. You're so much more than that. And you can overcome that. Thank you. And you can, Thank you. and you can be a bigger influence in this world than just that. Those events it could be a culmination of events. It can be one event, but you are bigger than better than that. God has a purpose. God has perfectly designed and engineered you to be something bigger than that one event. So don't let that one event be the anchor that keeps you down. The funny thing is I was talking to a, a, a partner of mine tonight who has just now come into my life. And I said, I was just telling her and she said, well, you, you seem like you've come from a perfect life. And I said, what if I told you I grew up in an orphanage? And she said, we don't joke about things like that. And I said, I swear to God. And she's like, you're a diva. That would have never happened. Mm. And I'm like, no, I swear to God. <laughs> because from the outset, people think that I, you know, because I seem to have it all together, mm. you know, but you know, you never know what people are struggling with. You know, that's why I give so much grace. You know, that person who cuts you off in traffic or that person who, you know, is cutting you in line, the grace that you provide them, you don't know their struggle. You provide grace to them every day. Absolutely. You know, you don't know. And if, if there's nothing, no other message that I provide to anyone, it's provide grace. Mm. I mean, you don't know. don't know what their struggle is. You don't know if their husband left them that morning. You don't know if their child 
screamed at them, provide grace. Got a, yeah, got a diagnosis of cancer and they're coming home from the doctor. You just don't know. Right. You don't know. Right. How are you doing, by the way? How are you feeling? Me? Yeah. I'm awesome. <laughs> you look good, kid. Thank you. you look thank good. You. Other than that, that leg your stank you got on you. Well, I'm, I'm having to forgive the Kentucky guest, but, you know, other than that. <laughs> you know what? Other than that leg your stank you got on you, I can smell it all the way through that. Well, you look good. Well, I, my daughter, my youngest, did get rub a dupe blue devil stuffed animal all over uh, big and I, I'm uh, telling you, that leg your stank. <laughs> I can smell it all the way over here. We'll have to agree to disagree on that, but I can. I keep. I, can, I keep telling him you can't spell Duke without UK, and yeah, he can't. Right. He can't get over that's that. Right. So you know what? You know what? I, the way I feel is they were missing letters and they just threw it together. <laughs> Amanda, I I'm just going back to the fact that I just and I think you. I don't know if you need to hear it, but I know that our listeners, somebody has to. You are incredibly loved by the father and, and he never abandoned you. I know. He's always been there and you or my foster kids or whatever, you're not abandoned. Your dad is right there and he loves you incredibly much. Even though it doesn't feel like it, even though you look at circumstances, his love was poured out on the cross for you and that is evident and he is there and you may listen we've got listeners all over the world and you may agree with that philosophy but i know that it's true uh no i'm i'm my faith is huge in everything that i do and i don't care who i offend by that but my faith is like i post I don't care who I offend by my faith, sure. to be honest with you. I don't care who I offend by my faith. Yeah. So. And for those playing at home, uh, B6, big, uh, big and cries on the bingo board, you can go ahead and mark that, that off. Is. So. <laughs> that is. Yeah. Or you can or you can message me. I don't, yeah, if that is not politically correct, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. My faith is what it is. So if you don't believe, Yeah. And so, yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. I see your posts, uh, you know, uh, so. I hear yeah, you, you see my yeah. posts. Yeah, my my whole is, you know, yeah, my post is what it is, though. So. And you still, you, you mentioned the mentoring aspect of that. Yeah. How, I know you can't go into specific details on the, on the, on the child, but like, how's that going for you? How is, how's that process? Oh my goodness. So I have so many young women who come to me, like who are first time home buyers who once they get in the house, are like, how do I get my lights on? You okay, well, now I have the house. How do I get my, my sure. lights on? So I've got my first, <laughs> you know, okay, now what do I do? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I'm in the house, you know, what do I do? And now I need furniture and, you know, I don't want to, I want to make sure my bills are paid and. This, you know, this homeboy, you know, Vince, homeboy is kind of trying to get in my house and, you know, just the whole aspect of making sure the home ownership is there. And I do a vision board every three months with folks, um, with with a group. Okay, so set up your vision board. I do that in January and March. And like I, I do a couple of vision boards with people. And every day, I don't even know if he knows this, I do 10 gratitudes and 10 things that I want in my life mm. every day. Wow. I do 10 gratitudes every morning when I get up, when I have my coffee, I do 10 things of gratitude and I do 10 things 
that I'm going to have in my life mm. every day. I usually will do that, but it'll be like 10 Reese's cups. No, that, my Lord, you're no. crazy. No, I do that. I do that. I do 10 things of gratitude, whether it's simply like, okay, I ran this morning or I had coffee this morning or, you know, my kids slept last night or, you know, I do 10 things of gratitude and 10 things, my goals that I, and I have my regular goals that I'm going to do in this month and then 10 things that I'm going to do in my life. And one of my goals is I'm going to write a bestseller. Yeah. And that's one of my goals. And I'm going to write a bestseller. And I'm, I think my life is a bestseller and I'm going to write a bestseller. Amanda, we, I will be, can I be one of the first people to buy that book? You bet. Hey, you know what? I had a person tell me today that they would send it to New York. Yeah. That's fantastic. I will, I will buy that book. I got Mitch, please. I think I like yours a whole lot better, to be honest with you. You know what? I have not read a single word. Do not tell me. I <laughs> He will be there. <laughs> you know, the day that after the week after, no, a couple weeks after Jared died, we sat down with the guy who wrote the article about Jared. And Matt was sitting here, I was sitting here, and the guy was sitting here, and Matt gave his spiel. And they quoted me in the article. Mm. He came out. Matt was like, What the hell? <laughs> I'm like, You talk too much. You talk, he does too, talk much. too much. I've, I've tried to yeah. get Matt on the show. He said he would, and then Jared died, and then we like had to reschedule yeah. that, and then it's never been. He's never. No, he'll do yeah. it. He'll do it. He just he's been so busy. Um, actually, he's honestly very shy. Is he? Yes. Hmm. Didn't didn't see that coming. Ironically, he's very shy. Hmm. He's very shy. The introverts unite again. Let's do it. You know what? I'm gonna leave you with one Matt Jones story. Okay. This is for the records, and this is tea. Okay. We lived at our house on the, our last house. He comes to our house, brings a girl. This is before Rachel. We're sitting out there. We're all having drinks. You guys drink this. Okay. Yeah. We're all having drinks. Get, drinks start getting flowing, 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 flowing. You know, he doesn't drink a lot. He starts drinking. He's got a show. It's the it's the show. It's the game where it kept in the lake, kept in the lake, oh, kept, right. kept in yeah. the lake, kept in the lake. Remember yeah. that? Drinks kept flowing, kept drinking, kept me flowing. Okay, his show was like at four, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. He brought a girl. Oh. He brought a girl. Mm. So all of a sudden, she takes an Uber. She's gone. Matt's sitting there. He's like, we're doing the show from here. <laughs> we're doing the show from here. Okay. They went and got the radio equipment. Pops it up right there. Yeah. So we're sitting there. I, you know what? It's four o'clock in the morning. We're sitting in pajamas. They're sitting there drinking coffee. <laughs> sitting there drinking at four o'clock in the morning. Radio show in the house. That's funny. No, ridiculous. <laughs> That's my boy. I love them dearly. They each have their own personality. You know, Drew has this personality that that you think that he's like out wild and crazy. Mm-hmm. He had, you know, for the last year and a half. He has been like just chilling at his house. Doing puzzles. Ryan currently is asleep over there. And Matt spends hours upon hours reading books. He and Rachel, when they're together, sit and read books. Well, that's, that's, that's cute. No. 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 We're, we're losers. Yeah. <laughs> Unless we're at the bar. Well, I, I would love, I, I told Ryan this last time, Drew was in Charlotte. We're at, we're out of Charlotte. Um, yeah. Uh, Drew was in Charlotte for one time, and one of the the, mis- the the regrets I have was not being able to go 
to um to go drink with him one time and, and I'll always regret that. But now evidently he's just doing puzzles at his house and so we'll never get that back. <laughs> he comes he comes here on Mondays yeah. and he's he's a germaphobe. So I have to spray everything down <laughs> and make and I leave cleaner out to make sure he never sprayed it down. That's funny. His wife Abby at well his fiance right. won't even come in our house. Goodness gracious. Two peas in a pot, I guess. Yeah. Thank yeah, you guys for letting you. me chill. Yeah. How can people get a hold of you uh, if they, if we have any, we do have listeners in Kentucky. So if they want to buy a house, how do they? Sure, sure. Give me a that? call at 859-619-7575. Or that, that's the best way to reach me. Just give me a shout on my phone. Okay. So. But if you guys have any questions about foster care in Kentucky, you know, that's also the best way to reach me. But I know my story sounds horrible at the beginning. But now, let me give you God's glory. Mm. I am blessed enough that we own real estate, owner in a bar, and I have three beautiful children. Um, I'm getting ready to venture into a, a mobile gym. I just talked to a partner tonight nice. about that. So, like, I'm God is good, yeah. you know, you know. Definitely. That is not, good. definitely not the statistic that yeah. you were supposed to be according to everyone else. No, you know what? And I've had people ask me about that. Why did you not lay down and die? Mm. Why did you not lay down and die? There's always been a fight in me. There's always been a fight in me because I have two sisters mm. and they lay down and die. They just, mm. they just gave it up. They just gave it up. They just said, and they're, hmm. they're statistics. Wow. And they just gave it up. They just said, we're done. And I chose not to. And you have a choice. Life is about choices. Just like me right now, I can choose to have those cookies Ryan just made. <laughs> you can choose. Life is about choices. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, Amanda, you may not be. so much. You may. No, thank you guys for chilling with me tonight. The, it was you a may privilege. be from the wrong state with a with a good drink, but I really do appreciate your story and pleasure meeting you, hearing you talk. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know what? I have the right drink. I, you do have the right drink. Yeah, we are. We're going to meet at some point, and I'm going to get. Well, drink I'm going to drink some shine. The right drink. I'll bring some Carolina shine. You bring some Kentucky shine. We'll meet in the middle. No, you got to oh. have my shine. Do you like fruity stuff? Uh, if I have to, look I what will. he was drinking. <laughs> that wasn't fruity. Look fruity. I mean, I'm sure there's a white claw, French vanilla somewhere for you. Brian has said one word tonight. He he's the uh, strong silent type. <laughs> he's like the yeah, bearded MacGyver. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you guys for having me on. If you ever need like a strong, independent female, you know what? Just like to bounce off with you. I actually know a lot about sports. I just pretend <laughs> to not. Be. No, we don't know anything about sports. We just, we just, I just pull for my team. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Amanda. <laughs> Amanda, thank you so much. Thank we love you. Bye, guys. Bye. Have a thank good evening. Too. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. Wow. Um, didn't know that was happening. What a fantastic story. Wow. Yeah. I think maybe that's the show title is just wow. Well, I, I <laughs> think you, I, I think the biggest takeaway is you see where she's sitting. She's not complaining about having a, 
ankle monitor bracelet on right now because she just committed three felonies or um, she's in a tumultuous relationship. She's someone who's actually figured out how to make the best of her situation. And uh, like she said, she's not a statistic. Like her sisters and stuff were the ones who were the statistic. So um, just, I think there's some, I couldn't tell you the the path to walk, but I'm telling you that there's a way to do it, and I think she's figured it out in her own story. So that's that's pretty admirable. Yeah, yeah. It shows that there's hope, even though mm-hmm. the system seems broken. There's still a chance. You still have a chance if you if you know if there's a kid in that in that place, and you don't get adopted, yeah. and you don't get the family. It's up to you, but you can you can still make a difference. You don't have to be life. a victim twice. Yes. So right. Mm. That's good. Um, I think that's going to, yeah, we're just going to wrap up the show on that. Are you yep. guys good with that? Appreciate you guys uh, um, tuning in for the show. Uh, if you can, please go to our Facebook page at Southern Fry Philosophy. You can also go to our um, website at southernfryphilosophy.com. Also, wherever you listen to your podcast, please go there. Um, search Southern Fry Philosophy, hit subscribe, give us a like, share uh, episodes, give us a review. Um, that's how we move up in the old podcast algorithms. Um, also, um, if you haven't done it yet, when the DMVs open back up and you can spread the corona with your bandanas and mask and social distancing, please uh, make sure you register to be a organ donor. That would be uh, mean a lot, and um, I really would appreciate that. Well, you, you laughing because I might need an organ? I'm laughing at the DMV. I'm just thinking that's the one place. You think about like... They lift all the restrictions. Where I'm going? Where am I going? I'm going to the DMV first. <laughs> that plant, dude. I, there's North Carolina is set up a little different. We have a license plate agency and a Department of Motor Vehicles. The license plate agencies are independently owned. They're subcontracted by the state. Hmm. They're not all offices are great. But the one I go to, I bring them a couple boxes of donuts. I slide in. I get my stuff done pull out and you know i'm good um other states don't have that you don't have you have a travesty of uh sitting in line with uh like a petri dish at an er on a saturday night after a, a you know saint patty's day or something it's just yeah brutal wow but uh i would tell you i would say like if if you have to go to the dmv that would be the first stop i would make because nobody else is going for one and that's mm, going to be the cleanest that it's ever true. been Right. Since it opened. No lines. I, <laughs> no I walked lines. into the DMV one time. It was on my birthday. I, I forget. It was 10 years ago or something. I walked in and there was little, there was one other person taking a test. And one of the like officers walking around like swatting a fly or something. There was no one what? in the building. It was amazing. I, I, have, a se- wow. I have a secret huh. confession. Yeah. Okay. okay. It's just us. I failed my motorcycle test and I have a motorcycle shot. Wait, now, now you, you failed it. There's no cones around yeah, your shop. Yeah, though, yeah. So you should be okay. I, uh, I failed the written test. So, uh, I currently have, you're not allowed to be, I have no motorcycle right endorsement. So. Okay. You, you failed the, the written test and you own a motorcycle. Shot. Kind of crazy. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Rebel without a cause. 
Hey guys, thanks again for tuning in to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. If you're watching us live, make sure you subscribe to the podcast where it'll be all cleaned up and producer Brian makes it sound real good. Uh, Also want to say, we didn't get to it, but SFP headlines, talk about that. Yeah, uh, where'd I put that? Yeah, this week we've got uh, L.A. has a liquor store on wheels. A man wearing, two men rob a a convenience store wearing watermelons as masks. (laughs) And uh, an Aussie man breaks into a museum to take selfies with dinosaur bones. Wow. Among other things. How about it? That Listen, there's a lot of things I could take selfies of. My big question is, like, someone got a watermelon big enough to put on their head. It's not even like June yet. Where do you oh, get a yeah. watermelon that size? I hate GMO. giant fruit. Right? I hate like, it. That's not natural, man. That's mm-hmm. not organic. Right? Not at all. <laughs> I hate giant fruit. It frustrates me. Why do you need a 900-pound pumpkin? Why? Just why? It doesn't make good pie, that's for sure. No, you're not going to do nothing with it. All right, guys. Again, thanks for tuning in. If you've uh, listened to the podcast, watch us live. If you watch us live, go listen to the podcast. We appreciate it. And, guys, we love you. And, as always, have grace and keep looking up.